Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The biggest convention of its kind ever in the UK, Wrestling Media Con 2018, is heading to Manchester on the 8th and 9th of September. Wrestling Media Con 2018 will feature live wrestling shows from Revolution Pro and Impact Wrestling, meet and greet with all the talent, panel discussions from the likes of Inside the Ropes, and workshops on how to get into the world of professional wrestling from former WWE writers and bookers. There will also be guest matches from Defiant. NGW and an NWA World title defense by Nick Aldis taped for £10 of gold. Other names announced for Wrestling MediaCon 2018 include the Wrestling Observer's Dave Meltzer, Colt Cabana, Sean Waltman, Cultaholic, Botchamania, myself and Ollie from the Wrestle Ramble, and many more to be announced. Wrestling MediaCon comes to the Bowlers Exhibition Centre in Manchester, England on the 8th and 9th of September. Tickets are available now from WrestlingMediaCon.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Oleg Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swat Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? So we're nine, ep- no, we're eight episodes in to our nine episode with one break, one break day in between. Correct, Mundo. Ah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not as tired as I thought I would be. I had a good night's sleep last mm. night. I had a cracking night's sleep. In fact, I fell asleep hard on the tube. Um, Fell asleep hard. I did on the tube. I was watching episodes of that 70s show and I just nodded off. Mm. And then I woke up. Um, I, I woke up at White City and I was like, oh, God, I'm halfway through an episode of that 70s show I wasn't watching before I closed my eyes. Mm. So I turned that off and I was like, oh, well, I'm outside now. I'll just watch something on YouTube. And then I found myself. I kept falling asleep while I kept drifting off and I kept tapping the screen because I was holding my iPad and uh, just making things worse for myself. I was like, I'm just going to put all of this away. And then yeah. I got home, tidied up a little bit, fell asleep on the sofa while my wife was making dinner. And then we tried to watch MasterChef when it was on at nine, but that was that just wasn't happening. So we went to bed. You were a sleepy Luke. Because you'd <laughs> stayed up for, uh, you watched NXT live, you watched WrestleMania live, and then came straight into the studio and accidentally did a second news <laughs> when you weren't meant to, but it was yeah. all good. I um, Yeah, and then I made a mistake in the first video. That, that video that I recorded at like half past six in the morning, 
uh, during the outro, I was meant to say, like, but who could be the next Paul Heyman guy or girl? And I said, who would be the next Brock Lesnar guy or girl? Because, and I was just, and I, I watched it back several times, didn't spot it. Hey, man, maybe you just, that's still a valid question. Who Brock knows? Lesnar <laughs> could, could move into managing people. You don't know. I mean, dude, given that WrestleMania, I'm surprised that didn't happen. Yeah, so I mean, so I had like maybe three, four hours sleep across like a, a 48 hour period. So I was just quite, I was quite sleepy. But yes, I had a cork and sleep. I was given a bit cut, bit of carte blanche at home <laughs> in that, because it's the busy week, mm-hmm. WrestleMania week, big, busiest year of, of our particular work, our line of work. Yeah, busiest week, you said biggest year. It is a busy year. <sighs> it's also the busiest Brock Lesnar guy. <laughs> and busiest week. So my lady partner was very accommodating and said, hey, this is your day. You're very tired. So you can, you can do what you want, really. And I was like, no sexual favours, please. Mm. Stop offering me all these sexual favours. It's just not time. Now now is not the time. I want to watch Captain Marvel. No, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Well, I mean, it is the best film in the MCU. It's not the best. (laughs) So this is the fourth time I've watched it. It does get better with every watch. I was going to say, not to the extent of top three. Well, I just just want to, you know, because people might not know, but you do think it's the worst film in the MCU. You do think that it's a big steaming pile of garbage. Luke is trolling. I very much appreciate the movie, especially now on the fourth rewatch. You told me that you think The Incredible Hulk is so much better. (laughs) And so for the the Dark dark World. world. is uh, my favourite. Alan, Alan Taylor is a much better director mm. than the Russo brothers. Uh, this was... It's all, all lies, of course, <laughs> what you're saying. I'm not even going to entertain this in a, in a tomfoolery kind of way. You nearly did, though. At the, like When I first said that to you this morning... I nearly <laughs> argued this. I never said that. I really, this must be a sore subject for me. It's just... I, I, I don't think it's top three. Guardians, Avengers... Civil War. I was going to say Civil War. Must be. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Guardians top. Civil War then next. And uh, Avengers, the first one. Yeah. See, mine's um, Guardians, um, Civil War, and Winter Soldier. Which way are you counting those? Three Um, to one? No. So Winter Soldier's number one, then Guardians, and then um, Civil War. Right. And I think the Avengers is my fourth favourite. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is a a wrestling podcast, by the way. WrestleMania week. But speaking of films, Mm -hmm. you set the challenge yesterday. Oh, yes. Of films as crazy as WrestleMania 34. I forgot I said that. So much of yesterday's a blur. I mean, now we just watched the trailer for, what was it, Megaloid? What's it called? The Meg. Megalodon. I feel like that might be WrestleMania 34 levels of crazy. Well, we had got suggestions. I'd actually forgotten you'd asked this as well until Mm. I opened up my emails this morning and there were loads of WrestleMania films. I was like, what? What's all this about? You're welcome. And then I I opened up one of them and there's just people talking about WrestleMania films. I was like, oh, Ollie did say something like this, but I can't remember what his criteria was. Mm. So what is the criteria of this? Let's try and like, let's let, you know, let's give. Well, read out the suggestions in a second, but let's work out what the criteria is for a film. You wanted a film that was as crazy as WrestleMania 34 was. Yeah, it, like, but that's my perception of WrestleMania 34. I thought it was a beautiful, fun, crazy, confusing mess with shocking moments and and whatnot and great action. So I said Fast and Furious 6 would be the closest thing to that. But I am willing, if you thought like, oh my God, WrestleMania 34 was terrible, it did all these bad things to various plot lines, if you want to argue that and you say it's X-Men 3 The Last Stand, I can't argue with that. (laughs) 
and and you can have X-Men 3. The beauty of it. Because I think there are some people who just tr- who answer this question as like, give me a film that's got a wacky plot line. Mm. Um, for example, um, like Justin... Uh, no, sorry, I don't want to do that. Jessamine Howard suggested Donnie Darko. Jake, Gyllen- <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal is a schizophrenic who consistently sees a giant bunny rabbit named Frank. Like that, in a nutshell... Seems quite crazy, but as a, that works within the context of the well, film, yeah, yeah. And then it, therefore, it's not really that crazy. I'm going to dis- disallow that. Itself, of course, a reference to the beautiful James Stewart movie Harvey. It is, yeah. So that that's your your subjective opinion is wrong there, <laughs> Jessamine. Uh, and Justin suggested the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which again like, is uh, is is wild and madcap. Yeah, yeah, and crazy. Yeah, uh, but again, it's got its own internal. Lo- you know what? That's I. I'm. I think that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would go with that one. Well, um, Dan, Dan, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. <laughs> so everyone else is going to have a better suggestion. <laughs> Should we leave? Do you want me to leave Dan's for last then? No, no, you can say. Okay. It. Well, Dan gave us a little bit of context behind his choice. Uh, it was after thinking long and hard. I'm going with Pixels. The movie mm. was loaded with stars, felt longer than its 145 minutes, and had more downs than ups. In hindsight, I think the movie is good, even go as far as saying it's Sandler's best movie besides Click. I'm not sure if I'm going to like WrestleMania in hindsight yet. Ronda Rousey was the Donkey Kong scene of the movie. Bloody awesome. But Nicholas's inclusion and the underwhelming performance of AJ Nakamura could be compared with the horrible moments of the movie when the viewer is basically laughed at for, having pa- for being passionate about video games. <laughs> so I haven't seen Pixels. You're very intimate with that. I'm very, I mean, I wrote. I, I didn't say I wrote an entire book about it, but I did write a chapter within my book about it. You are very intimate with <laughs> oh. that movie. Me and the writer, quite uh, good friends. I uh, yeah, I, I, that's that sounds like um, Dan didn't didn't overall like WrestleMania. That's that would be my uh, thing on that as well. And I think actually that's quite a decent suggestion by Dan in terms of he's right. It does feel longer than it actually is, and WrestleMania felt very long. But actually, WrestleMania felt as long as it was meant yes. to be. It felt like it was seven hours long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, um, and I think that WrestleMania had more ups than it had downs. We can't, we can't say that. Oh, you, you did? No, no, no. Dan no, just said it. No, yeah. But I made a joke about it last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah, can't, can't do we that. Can't do that. Um, Cease and desist. One I definitely disagree with. But, oh, by the way, uh, I thought Rocky Horror Show is a better, better <laughs> one. Sorry, Dan. Well, um, uh, Evan, Re- I'm going to say Reich. R e i c h, which is Reich, but I'm not sure if it is. Sounds like a, a secret agent spy name. Evan, Evan Reach. Evan Reach. Evan uh, Reach. He has said Thanksgiving, which is a horror movie set around Thanksgiving. Um, I wouldn't overly agree with that one, uh, but Manu has come up with three very good suggestions. Mm. Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Wow, that is a good That's one. That's a great suggestion. Absolutely bonkers. What a bonkers film Tonally that is. Tonally shifts every oh, other scene. It's just a random collection of music videos that are tried to be tied together with <laughs> plot. And that plot is Joe Pesci selling drugs to kids. Like, he, that's a mad movie, and and it's got it's got someone going into the crowd, getting a kid. Yeah. You've got that oh, bit. Yes, absolutely. You've, yeah, you've got a. There's a scene in Moonwalker where they're in Hollywood, and everyone has large caricature heads and runs away from things. Yep, that's that happens in Moonwalker <laughs> and, and sorry, <laughs> and, the Braun and Strowman WrestleMania, yes. and WrestleMania. Oh, this might be the best one. Well, I think you've I think you've got it with Moonwalker. Uh, and he also suggested a, a film that I haven't seen but I do want to check out, a film called Wild Zero, which is a 90 late 90s Japanese movie. A Japanese rock band by the same name go on a wild hunt for their lost guitarist, accounting everything in pop culture from the last 30 years. One of the most crazy the most crazy movie I've ever seen. Well, that sounds awesome. It doesn't it just. Um so one I definitely disagree with Jaron Walker suggested Old Boy which I just think is a terrific movie. Hmm. 
He also said, oh boy, the most recent one. So I'm assuming he means the remake. The, the, the English many, language adaptation. Yeah. There are many uses of incest in WWE. Spoilers. This one doesn't have it. So, Spoilers. Uh, oh, come on. If you haven't seen Old Boy yet. Someone's going to be furious. Go on. Go on, everyone. Go and watch Old Boy. You don't know when the incest's going to come. <laughs> you don't know who it's going to be between. Uh, that sounds like a court defense. Some, some, some days you just end up snogging, a, snogging an octopus. Snogging <laughs> an uh, Isaac PLD suggested Sharknado. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's yep. a good suggestion. And I mean, but in terms of bonkers level, uh, Sharknado 3 is sort of the crescendo of that franchise, which stars Kurt Angle. That's right, it does. Yeah, so yeah. There's, there's a similarity there. And we have a listener. This is crazy. We have a listener called Dustin Rhodes. It's wow. literally his name because he signs off the email, Dusty Rhodes, and in brackets, yeah, I know. <laughs> Well, you know, it wouldn't. That's not the real Dust, Dustin Runnels. Would be the real one. <laughs> but he has risen. To me, WrestleMania was the last Jedi of WrestleManias. Mm. Old stars coming back, finishes you weren't <laughs> expecting, rewriting slash not caring about wow. the previous installment laid out before you, and leaving the divisive fans with a sense of what the hell did I just watch? I, you know what. You've probably got it, Dustin. That is, that sums it up. I, I mean, I left WrestleMania 34 with a feeling of elation and laughter, whereas I left Last Jedi feeling a bit flat and just a bad taste in my mouth. Whereas I left The Last Jedi, and still do, saying it's the best Star Wars movie ever made. Because mm. it's so good. It is, without a shadow of which means I can't overly get behind this one. Mm. But I do like the fact that it's, his point saying of div- of being divisive. Yes. Because there are some people who really like some of the elements of WrestleMania 34, and there are those who just absolutely hate it because it's the internet and everything is binary nowadays. It's either brilliant or it's awful. And um, and, and I, so I think that he's quite right on that one. I also really like the rewriting, not caring about plot threads that you've set up, and then just be like, nope, we're going in a different direction now, which The Last Jedi does perfectly, I might add. Last, do you know why The Last Jedi is awesome? I've I rolled can see my you, eyes. I can see you rolling right there. The Last Jedi is awesome because Rian Johnson came in and was like, oh man, J.J. Abrams essentially just made A New Hope. Let's not do that. So, uh, well, okay, so um, Snoke is basically the Emperor. Let's get rid of that. Spoilers. Um, (laughs) I made quite a a vague reference to a Japanese movie that most people aren't going to see. It's not Japanese, it's Korean. You're you're daft racist. Oh dear. (laughs) (laughs) Can't even make a mock joke to that. I can't even make finish the point now because I've lost. <laughs> Effectively a nuts. But anyway, I just think The Last Shadow is the best. It's, it's the best Star Wars movie. It's absolutely awesome. Cool. Anyway, well, well, let's we, get on with we, the show. We've gone 12 minutes. So let's, go, let's crack on. Well, we are kicking off with all the NXT call-ups that surprised us on last night's episode. That's Ember Moon, No Way Jose, and OAP. Yeah, yes, OAP. O-A-A-O-P. What did I say? You said OAP. Old age pensioner. Which is old age pensioner, Do yes. apologise. AOP, I mean. AOP. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. Who was your favourite? Who was my favourite? I think... I think I'm going to go with Authors of Pain. Mm. Because, A, about time they got called up anyway. Yes. They really had little much to, else to do down in NXT. Ember Moon, I think, was the one that... I think, I'd, we, I think we'd even said that Ember Moon could get called up. Especially when she dropped the title Especially on, when she dro- on Saturday. Saturday, yes. But I was still actually genuinely a little bit surprised um, that they gave Ember the call-up. Only because mm-hmm. they've been positioning her in NXT as like this this uh, like matriarchal figure of the division. 
and then she's just gone. Like she literally yeah. lost the title. She's like, I'm here to protect the women of NXT. She loses the title. She's like, now I'm leaving. See you later. See you later. I'm off now. That that Shayna Baszler is terrifying, mm. and I'm off now. I don't blame her. Yeah, I was gonna say after that match, just don't want it. Don't want to get involved with mm. her anymore. Um, so I found that one slightly surprising, but I think it would be a really good thing because now they can move away from that character and maybe give her a better one because. It, that character was not working for her whatsoever. Well, she didn't have a... Oh, I guess, yeah, she she had a motivation. I'm going to protect the NXT locker room. I'm a lifer in NXT. Yeah. Uh, but the... yeah, She doesn't really have a character. She's quite Jeff Hardy in that regard. Um, I'm just, But I'm not drawn to either of those. I, I think she will get over because people do latch onto that. But I'm just not a fan of that style of character. She She's will- a great, great worker. When she had... The, because she was Nia Jax's surprise tag team partner against Alexa, Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. And when she got the hot tag and effectively squashed uh, Bliss and James and, and got the pin on Bliss, former Raw Women's Champion, she looked great. Yeah. Uh, really zipped around, high-flying moves. That's good. And she will get over because her finisher is so impressive to mm. look at that it, it, it's one of those things she'll get over like because that move is so good. Yeah. And people will just will cheer when they see it. Um, yeah, I, so I think she sh- she should do all right up on the main roster. Um, but it, it's it's one of these things I was going to say with mm. all of these call-ups, though. It's not just about the call-up. Because Ty Dillinger had a very good call-up. But, like, what has happened since? American Alpha had a good call-up. Uh, Bobby Roode had a good call-up, but look what happened since. Like, Shinsuke Nakamura, Nakamura, where's yeah, that guy? Exactly. So it, it's one thing to, to debut up on the main roster, mm. but, like, it's my one concern with all three of them was that none of them were inserted into storylines. Yes. They were just... Well, what were you, you going to say? Well, I was going to say that's the nature of these shows. And it's my main criticism of the Raw After Mania because there's a... Superstar shake-up <laughs> next week. Because oh, yes, there's mate. a draft next week. Um, you can't really put anyone in feuds because they might not be... It will sort of give away the game. You said that, though. They, they put Joe into a feud with Reigns. I, I don't think either of them are moving. Well, you'd Plus, assume not. Backlash. I guess Backlash, you, you do... You could have that as almost a special attraction match with people on different brands. Yeah. And, and you can work around, like... Because uh, I, I think The Miz, the way he was beaten later on in the show... He's probably moving over to SmackDown, but stuff with belts, you can be like, ooh, is the IC belt going to go over to SmackDown? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I was going to say, you actually argued against your own point there. You said you said you can't do it now because you've got a pay-per-view coming and you've got the, the draft coming. And he's like, but I suppose you could do that as a special Mate, attraction. you can't do it now, but you totally can do it now. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that you can't do it now. You can't so do it now. So I'm going to go with that one. You can't do it now, but you could do it at the pay-per-view. Well, that, that, you see, that's... Yeah, okay. Yes, <laughs> I've argued myself round you certainly to have. your way of thinking. I well, hate actually, it when not, I agree no, no, with no, people not who saying, disagree with me. Not my way of thinking. But um, I... Yeah, I was just... It's, it's a concerning thing that they didn't get into the storylines. However, my prediction for next week mm. is that during the um, tag team eliminator match, is this what they've yes, called it? Yes, it's not a tournament. No. Apparently Vince McMahon doesn't like no, the is this word real? tournament. No, he doesn't. Well, they never call them tournaments. Uh, when was the last... I suppose they call it like scrambles and yeah. things like that. Uh, I, You know what? There's been a lot of flack targeted towards the eliminator. <laughs> I think it sounds pretty cool. Tag Team Eliminator. I didn't know what it was, though, for a while. I was like, so, because after the first match of this was uh, Glanderson losing to the Revival, and I thought, okay, so it's like a, 
uh, a gauntlet match that runs over weeks. <laughs> so I don't know where I got this from. So, like, so Revival are going to face the team and the, the, the last team at the end. But then they no, no, it's obviously a tournament structure. I was going to say, in all fairness, when I wrote out my notes for AOP's debut, because Heath Slater and Rhino come out, and um, Heath Slater's like, hey, we're going to challenge any tag team in the back or whatever. Mm. And then AOP debut and squash them. I wrote my notes, was this part of the Eliminator? I don't know. Well, I, guess, I hope so. So well, here's my prediction, because I think the way that the show is built next week, it's the Revival versus um, Woken Hardy and Bray Wyatt. Mm. And those winners will face the bar at Greatest Royal Rumble. But I think... AOP are going to come down and destroy both teams mm. and insert themselves straight into this, this title picture. Okay, so that, yes. Um, so what, what was your idea for Moon? Oh, that was your idea That's, for... Yeah, I was going to say, sure. Ember Moon, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and, and, I mean, no way, Jose. It's... This is, it's not the way I like to debut people, which is like, hey, look, they've come down and they've beaten a jobber. Because mm. it's like, cool, what are you going to do next week? Because like, at the moment, when I look at No Way Jose, I was like, I don't see what you're going to do next week or the week after or the week after. And before you know it, you're, you're Adam Rose. Mm. I think I think No Way Jose is destined to be an undercard guy. He's fun. He gets the crowd going. He's destined to be the next Apollo Crews. I was more excited by the lead lady in his little party troupe. Oh, Even I- though she had a face mask on, I thought... Mm. Thought everything else was was pretty good. <laughs> I honest, I didn't notice anyone in the lineup. Oh, it's one of those things now. You look at that lineup in about six months' time, you'd be like, "Oh, look, that's the next contender for the yes. Universal Champion. It's the next. It's the next Braun Strowman." I, I <laughs> the pictures because on WWE.com there's a few pictures of the uh, the Jose buds, <laughs> uh, whatever they're called, the people who came down in his party entourage, standing at ringside during his match, all like really happy. And they look stupid. <laughs> they all have such, like, one-dimensional happy faces yeah. on. Like, stock photo happy faces, where they're actually a bit dead inside, a bit vacant. Uh, I, I enjoyed that tremendously. I, I wrote in my notes, he's been main-rostered. Yes. Yeah, there's a... I, I don't see anything in No Way Jose's future. And, yeah, I do, Yeah. And that's a shame. Because No Way Jose is actually really good, and like he's got a fun character and he's got a fun entrance. But like aside from that, it's one of the, it's as Bruce Pritchard says, once and then the bell rings. Mm. But he's also really good in the ring. But like it's clear that he's been brought up to the main roster with zero plan. And when you're brought up with zero plan, you have nothing to head towards because he's been on NXT forever. He's been on there for a long, long time. Yeah. And he, he had nothing in NXT. He never had like mm. apart from his feud with Austin Aries. Like, what has No Way Jose had, really, in NXT? Did he not have something with Cassius Ono? I think he I might mean, have. That, was, that might have been in Cassius Ono's first run. Yeah. Uh, so a long, long time ago. Uh, but yes, I, I see him as quickly going to the Titus level. That, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, you end up just like... I mean, then that, that's always a bit of a, a disappointment. But mm. you, you, you have to have these people on the roster, I suppose. He's going to have a classic feud with Goldust. On main event. That, yeah, that is only referenced once every couple of weeks, and then they forget about it and don't pay off. You mean uh, 205 Live's Goldust? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, two, 205 pounds of gold? Yeah. Gold! <laughs> Remember that? Remember that gimmick? Uh, so, yeah, but it was before Trips got in charge, mate. <laughs> before Trips was like, no, 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 okay, right. There's a concept to this show. It's live. It's in the... Okay. Do you think they had that meeting? So Triple H is there with all the 205 guys, and Goldust walks in with his cup of coffee and be like, hey, guys, I'm here for the uh, 205 live meeting because I'm part of this roster. And they've just come out of the HR thing that says, don't body shame. <laughs> like, uh, oh, but, no. Man, you're looking tall. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Dustin. Yeah. 
Then you did get the memo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Ember Moon. It was a good debut. Uh, yeah, it was a good it, debut. It sort of hints to me that Alexa Bliss might be off. Oh, back I, to SmackDown. Yeah, I don't know it's what so she f- could do on Raw. But it's so funny because the, th- the two names you've mentioned there, so Bliss and Miz, going to SmackDown, they were the ones who've just come from SmackDown. So like, I my thinking with this superstar, oh, this draft. <laughs> <laughs> we we it. It's not a full... Dr- but they did say they're going to be trading things back and forth. But yes, yes. But no, 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 I, I appreciate there's no picks. But, like, I would... If it if it were me, mm. I would try not to just, like, hey, you were on SmackDown and then you went to Raw, I'm just going to send you back to SmackDown. I'd rather someone who's been on Raw for a long time who wasn't in part of either of the, the, the first shake-up to then jump back and yeah. forth like that. So you just... So rather than just sending Miz back to SmackDown and then a year later sending him back to Raw and then a year later sending him back to SmackDown, someone like the Usos moving across to Raw is more interesting mm. because they've been they're, so, they're like so entwined with Smackdown like AJ Styles going over because yes. he's always been on Smackdown that's more interesting to me than just Bliss going back to Smackdown I yeah. also think that WWE like Bliss too much to send her to Smackdown Ooh. where it's the B show mm. and she's a, an A show level talent in I, their eyes there's kind of an argument from the territory days that you, you have a heel work in a territory they mm-hmm. visit places they work a program through and Bliss has always been this this yeah long story in the end with Nia Jax mm-hmm. uh, and then they go on to the next territory that's very interesting so I guess so, yeah. that, that also that, works both ways work yeah that does work uh, Authors of Pain though it's not a well, whereas Ember Moon's debut I was like yeah. can't uh, really say anything else to that I guess you could have put her in a story but it was a good solid debut yeah. no way Jose that's his level fine mm-hmm. uh, but with Authors of Pain awesome they came out to answer Heath Slater and Rhino's whatever challenge that was <laughs> which is why i thought it was part of the eliminator thing whatever was on the line uh and the crowd's kids the crowd instantly worked out who it was as yes. well uh and when what it was a, it was a great debut when they came out they had paul ellering with them and then they have the match over very quickly Authors of Pain look great yeah they like, do it's it's not because you know we've seen them in NXT we saw them on saturday and they look great there, but there's something so refreshing and reinvigorating about seeing people like this in a different environment. And they just looked just new and awesome, and I can't wait to see them wrestle in their big jackets. They look like action figures. Yeah, like you've always said. They're very and, toyetic. And uh, I, I, liked, I think it was Heath Slater who actually got a bit of offence in on an author of pain. I'm really going to have to learn which <laughs> their one's Their names which are literally now. written on their jackets. I can't pay attention to that. <laughs> Yeah, tiny writing, <laughs> tiny writing, and uh, and and so they, they stumble, and they get, that was a bad move, and yeah. then they just clobber Heath Slater. But at the end, they go go for the the fist bump with Ellering, and then they sort of don't do it and walk away. And Ellering is like, "Hey guys, what the hell?" And they kind of played it up on commentary as it looks like they're leaving Paul Ellering. So. Why bring out Paul Ellering? Because, or maybe the story is, Ellering's going to go find another tag team and then he'll feud with the Authors of Pain with his new boys to take on his old boys. And I, I mean, the only reason I say that is because they've literally done that storyline with Paul Ellering before when he stopped managing the uh, mm. the Legion of Doom and started managing, um, what were they called? The um, The Harris Twins. I can't remember what they were called now. They they had a different name, but they sure. were the Harris twins, and they started managing them instead. And it was always like, oh, it's the manager of the of the Legion of Doom now with a new team against the Legion of Doom. But that means you kind of start the story in the midpoint. Oh yeah. With the, and I guess there's not 
that's not a bad way of doing things. Just not what I what I would do. I would establish them with Paul Leatherin, so when they turn on him, then it's more of a coherent, rounded story. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm not sure. I mean, yeah, I get that. I mean, that's one way they could go, or they could just drop Paul Ellering and never use him again. Well, yeah, perhaps they just like it came up and Vince was like, "What's Paul Ellering doing here?" Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, I'm not signing him to a contract. Mm. I'll have these lads." But I don't need Paul there because, as we know, Vince hates managers. Mm. So maybe it's just a thing you just like, which is a worry for Zelina Vega. But if it, oh, she's a pretty lady, so she'd mm. be all right. But Paul Ellering's an old duddery lad. We don't want him around. So maybe it's just that they just don't want a manager. It was a real shame because when they came out, I honestly thought, "Well, hey, Paul Ellering's there. That's a manager. <laughs> Great. This adds. This makes them feel even more different to the rest of the tag division, uh, apart from just being good and threatening." And Within three minutes, they were leaving him by the ringside. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a shame. I don't think it's going to hurt them. No, it won't but, hurt them. But it's just like, why not just debut the Authors of Pain without Paul Ellering? Mm-hmm. Because then the, the question would have been, where's Paul Ellering? But only, but only people like us. But now we're answering, why, you, why did you bring Paul Ellering out? Well, yep. Maybe, as I said, maybe it's a storyline thing. More likely... It's not, mm. and they just wanted to get rid of Paul Ellering, and they were just like, well, we'll just have this one show, and this is why we've written them out of storylines. Yeah. The a- AOP of, like, Ellering has taken us as far as we can get. Problem is now, they've got to cut promos. Mm. And yeah, Eller- Ellering all- difficult. And they, they can cut promos, but Ellering was better when he was cutting the promos for them, because he's got that menacing voice. And that works so much better as their package, mm. as, like, with him withholding the book, and, you know, as they're just the authors, and he's there with the book. I, I thought it worked much better than just them cutting promos on their own i kind of heard myself talking and i'm not gonna write it off mm. you could turn this into a real nice character beat i suppose where the author uh, the, the commentators keep saying hey the authors of pain they're so ruthless they ditched their manager on the first night as soon as they got to the main roster all right cole yeah well, <laughs> so i that that could be one way mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hopeful i'm hopeful and it's because of what's happened with the raw tag division the wrestle ramble will be right back after these short messages This podcast is brought to you in part by Patreon. For just $5 a month, you'll get access to the Wrestle Ramble Extra, a monthly podcast where Ollie and I review shows from wrestling's past. If you pledge now, you'll get our back catalogue of episodes, including Money in the Bank 2011, Armageddon 2000, Wrestle Kingdom 10, and No Way Out 2004, and many others, as well as this month's episode, which will be WrestleMania 25. And $10 plus backers will become part of the Ramble Club, our new show where we talk about about wrestling from around the world, including reviews of the Golden Lovers vs. Cody and Marty Skrull, Austin Aries vs. Eli Drake, and many, many more. All that and so much extra, so head over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk for more information. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Now, before we start the full review of uh, Raw, we should probably say this. This is a wacky crowd, Luke. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, they... man. It's bizarro world. Wow. So, oh. so sometimes, sometimes because they're wacky and uh, they're, just, they're just here to have fun. They're going to cheer people that they would usually boo and they're going to boo people they would usually cheer. But it's only this crowd. It's the Raw After Mania. It's unlike any show that yes. we do. Everything that happens here, just ignore it. Try and just... It's... Put so your hands over your ears and like Raw 25. Ahead. It's non-canon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, These crowd reactions anyway. It's a house show. That's yeah. all this is. Oh, God. Don't just, but look at the main event. It's yeah. just a house show. Of course, this, was, uh, this w- wasn't what Raw opened with. This came after the first segment with Stephanie McMahon and Ronda Rousey. Yep. But the, the camera then cuts to ringside where it's almost... It looked like Corey Graves had a gun pressed to his back. <laughs> Because he was the one who had that line. They always do it every year, but it's usually Michael Cole. And they, they all you know, do their shtick. Michael Cole says, hey, it's the roar after mania. Coachman says something banal. And then it gets to Corey Graves, and he has to say, yeah, they cheer who they usually boo, and they boo who they usually cheer. He looked like he, there was no inflection. And Corey usually, when he shills, he... He's a professional when he shields, and he's not as annoying as Cole. Uh, it's part of the job. I get it. But he, that was the most uncomfortable I've it's ever so seen funny. him. He, but he had it again later on where he said a Bizarro World line. Like, it, literally, the, the Jerry Lawler, oh, it's Bizarro World here, with the way the crowd are reacting. And I was like, you know this is how the crowd always react, Corey Graves. Mm. And you're, you're literally, it's just like, it's like someone just jabbed you. And you're like, Bizarro World. 
Like, yeah. it's like it's a little zapping thing. Well, there's only so much you can take Vince yelling in your ear. Bizarro World, Bizarro World, Bizarro yeah. World. Say Bizarro World, goddammit. Uh, so, yes, that's that happened. Um, but the opening promo, Stephanie McMahon's awesome music hit to open oh, the show, gee. and she walked out very gingerly with an, a sling on, sort of an arm brace. Never I, seen that kind of cast. Again, you can tell that it's a Triple H produced segment when people are selling their injuries from the pay-per-view beforehand. Even Stephanie. Even Stephanie. Stephanie sold an injury. We found someone that Stephanie <laughs> will put over. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, she came out and uh, she she cut a good promo. I like this. This was the Stephanie we always need. This is much more like how Vince, Mr. McMahon got over as a heel antagonist authority figure in the 90s with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And that's that's obviously lying and being a heel and not having anything within them to like any moral fortitude to back it up because she was she was immediately lying trying to spin it her way mm-hmm. with the in-ring promo saying hey and, and everyone's like chanting for you Ron, tapped out uh, you tapped out and she says loads of people are praising someone who who you know Step, came to the stepped step into out, the ring stepped out of their comfort zone stepped into something yeah. they've never like not their world and it was me yeah <laughs> i thank your applause and yeah. accolades and that got some great heat it was really really good and then ronda rousey came out what an it's the the loudest chant or the loudest pop she's had since her debut at the Royal Rumble and like it was that match that was a confused pop yeah but this was genuine and that that, it's down to that match it's down to that Wrestlemania match that Mm -hmm. match has made her a star in people's eyes because like it was such it was such a good match not the loudest pop of the night though no do you know who it was who did get the loudest pop Nicholas (laughs) Get those hands. Get these Get hands. Get those tiny, <laughs> tiny hands. Tiny fourth grade hands. Uh, so, yes, Ronda Rousey came out. Huge, genuine pop. Mm-hmm. Great to see. Like, this is this is special. This is really exciting to, to see unfold. I, I think even Ronda was a little bit surprised by the reaction that she mm. got because she was almost, almost taken aback by the whole thing. And you know how much we mocked happy Ronda and she was always smiling? I don't mind it now because I believe in her and I buy into it. And I, I know... That that smile is just a cover for the mean face. Particularly at the end of this segment. Because the end of this segment was great. So Stephanie continues to play this up and say, Look, I brought out the best in you. I sacrificed myself for you. You should thank me. Uh, We can be friends now. And Rhonda's smiling. We all know what's coming. Great work from Stephanie. She was she sacrificed herself here. She could she did. Mm -hmm. Like all those words she said. Uh, a true, in effect, she's sacrificed her own ego to to put over someone for once, and it, it's 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 done very very well. Mm-hmm. And she she says this, and they they embrace, and then they sit back a bit, and they're like looking at each other. And Ronda's face goes from this big grin into death mode, <laughs> and then Stephanie's face turns, and uh, Ronda puts up. I love the way she puts people in arm bars, yeah, and. Rips slowly rips off the cast or whatever that thing was, and break not breaks it, but she. I mean, the armbar was at a weird angle. Yeah, was, was is that an armbar or like an arm? Uh, lock well, I don't know. It, it, it just looked it looked brutal. Mm. It looked really great. Stephanie sold it afterwards. Medical staff instantly ran down uh, to try and help her out. It almost felt like a way to write Stephanie off TV for yes, a bit. Yes, that's what I felt. And you got Corey Graves again, brilliant. Like she's the boss. Don't mm. do that. And then when they kept showing replays of it later, Corey was like, "Don't show a replay. That's my <laughs> boss." <laughs> Uh, as great as Corey was, Cole. Oh, oh. <laughs> did 
do you know the line I mean? It's <laughs> only because I've seen it in your notes. And I'd forgotten that he'd said that because I remember hearing it. I literally said, oh, shut up, Cole. Mm. But I didn't write that down. And you're, you've just reminded me of it there. So after this segment, when uh, Ronda's walking off to Cheers, Michael Cole says, maybe Ronda should change her name to Rebel Ronda Rousey. <laughs> Shut up, Cole. What the... In what universe <laughs> is that worth saying? That Make was a waste such of breath. such a dork. Waste of breath. Like, it's... <laughs> you've taken a bit of... Bit of energy out there. You know they say like energy heat transference. Energy in scientific terms. You say that. You know the way they say heat transference. Only you say the word heat transference. Energy never disappears. It just transfers into something else. Right. That's that's basic physics. Uh, Cole has managed to make energy disappear from reality by saying this line. I, I like to envision it though. Even better, it's a, because the, when Cole says these doofy things, obviously they're lines that are fed to him. He's a robot. He's an automaton. They just they program stuff into him. I and think then, he and thought this one. You reckon? He thought, I think this is well, dad joke. I like to think of it that he did think this one because then he goes like, "Guys, guys, guys, maybe she should change her name to Rebel Ronda yeah, Rousey," yeah, yeah. and everyone around him going like, "Shut up, Cole." Yeah. You've, you, you've killed Ronda's push. Oh. Everyone hates Ronda now based on that line. Absolute geek. I, I read her, someone wrote like a funny exchange on Reddit, can't remember who it was. <laughs> and it was of Coachman talking backstage to Cole and Corey before they go out. And Coachman says something like, uh, I didn't I think the example was so-and-so, it's like taking on LeBron James. What do you mm. think of that line, guys? And they're both like, man, that's wicked. That's yeah, a use great that line, one. yeah. And he gets out there, he does it later on in the show. What are you saying <laughs> that for, coachman, you idiot? It's nothing like LeBron James. Yeah. Or they'll say like, hey, has this person ever been on SmackDown? Because mm. I haven't seen SmackDown, I haven't really been watching the program for years. They've been on SmackDown. Nope, nope, never. Never. No, no. Never been before. Hey, I wonder if SmackDown, oh, he's been even on SmackDown, he's been on there before, you idiot. So, poor, uh, poor old uh, coachman. After that, we had um, was it, was it, it that was the Ember Moon call up next? It certainly was. Yep. Yeah, and that's when Cole subtly tells us that there is a superstar shakeup next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, at the end of it, I didn't mention this. My um, shut up Cole line was when actually there was another moment here when she hit the eclipse. You can tell that Coachman has never seen that before because he popped massively for over like, oh my god, what a move is that? And then Cole, when she won, Cole went, oh yeah. I was like, oh, shut up, Cole. Mm, Don't buy anything he says. Yeah. Uh, But after that match, it was Kurt Angle backstage. And we both wrote this down independently of each other. And we got tweeted it as well by someone. So it's like something happened here where the tipping point of Kurt Angle talking to no one on a phone has suddenly become too much. Because we were like, who's he talking to? Who is he on the phone with? Like, why would he need to be? The women's division's great, man. <laughs> it, it, it's, I cannot wait for this. Because he's not, clearly he's not talking to a friend. No. Or like his wife or any of his kids. So who is he talking to? Is it a member of the board of directors? Is it someone in like WWE marketing, maybe? Because the way they phrase it, it's just like, oh, it's a business call. It's another but- kid. It's just another one of it. Yeah, it's mm. Jason Jordan. Maybe he's calling Jason Jordan, who's in hospital, like, and he's just chatting with them and being like, oh, man, Jason, I can't wait to have you back. That is great. Like, why don't they do that? It keeps that Jason Jordan plate spinning. It builds on that father-son relationship. It makes it, it kind of makes everything a bit more three-dimensional and funnier that Kurt is always on his phone to, to Jason Jordan. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, but he's uh, he's talking um, about, like, he said that Ember's not the only debut that's coming up tonight. And then Braun walks in and Kurt congratulates him and then asks, 
Oh, speaking of your tag team partner, where is Nicholas? And Braun literally goes, oh, he's right here. Yeah. And he steps out of the way. <laughs> Nicholas steps out from behind him. Wonderful bit of like uh, of staging and stuff. And um, crowd pops huge for Hit Nicholas. Biggest <laughs> pop of the night. People like just really turn around. Oh, do you know, see, Kenny was not happy with that segment. Really? Oh, Kenny hated it. Kenny and McIntosh. He certainly did. Like the one and the only. He hated it was just like going on and on and on about mm. how much he hated that segment I think sometimes maybe it's something about Kenny's life that he hates <laughs> and it just he vents it towards a direction but it was so funny because then later on he was like oh anyone who hated that Triple H Ronda Rousey uh, match just like I, I just think you should stop watching wrestling mm-hmm. and everyone was like well, what about you with the Braun and the uh, kid thing man yeah and anyway I'm off topic but um, so Braun uh, so crowd pops huge for him and Braun says that they're relinquishing the tag team belts because Nicholas has scheduling conflicts. He's a fourth grader and he has to go back to school. Mm. So the world was a really great line. It's almost like Braun had only like the, on Monday when the kid had to go back to school and he's like, "Hey, you coming down to uh, WWE today to train?" He's like, "No, I've got school." Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that. I picked the wrong person out yeah, of the crowd. D- really, d- did not think this through. <laughs> uh, but it's also uh, this was brought up on the Wrestling Observer review. Uh, Kurt Angle really should have been on top of this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, this is illegal. Yeah, there, there are child labor laws. Yeah, you can't really make him fight. As far uh, as as far as this segment was going, before they handed over the belts, Kurt was about to book their next feud. Exactly. It's like, oh, and can I see the new champion? <laughs> it's a ten-year-old kid, Kurt. You just came, you're in New Orleans, where there are so many regulations about wrestling and pile drivers and moves being banned. You've got a ten-year-old kid as your champion. I I mean, I haven't checked. Is Nicholas now a recognised WWE champion? Um, well, I certainly hope so. Like, I mean, I, we should check Wikipedia because mm. that is the fountain of all these sorts of knowledges. But I, I'm going to check WWE.com and see if he is registered as a former tag team champion. So Nicholas uh, then, you know, he had a cute bit at the end where Braun said, but we'll be back with him. You know, obviously when Nicholas is older and Nicholas says, and then they're going to get these hands. I hope they follow up on this. I hope <laughs> that Nicholas is going to train to be a wrestler. He's, you know, he's got connections there already. He's a former champion. It's down to referee. I hope that he does train and then in 10 years time they'll be like hey do you remember Braun's old tag team partner and you could play all the footage of him winning at Wrestlemania 34 and then he has his debut match on Raw that'd be great uh, follow that, up is on that is long that term that I don't think it's, WWE it's, the, it's the boyhood of WWE mm. uh, the, the I, I mean I know I said that I don't want to see Braun become a comedy kid friendly giant but I also now want to see Braun Strowman hanging out with Nicholas at school. Maybe oh, Nicholas is getting bullied. Matthew of Botchamania uh, retweeted saying like, uh, I can't, again, I can't remember who originally said this, but it was like, the tired version of this story is that Braun has to relinquish the belts. The wired version of this story <laughs> is that Braun goes back to school with Nicholas, 21 Jump Street style. Oh, yes. And then you just do wacky segments with him at school. Oh, my God. Braun sitting in one of those tiny yeah. desk chair like, like combinations. The, the, uh, the Robin Williams film. Yes. Jack. Jack, that's yeah. one, yeah. So, um, a lot of people were split on the idea of a 10-year-old. Of course they were. Of course they were trepidatious about a 10-year-old boy being a recognised combat sports ath- uh, champion. Yeah. So, I totally get that. And I was one of them. Yeah. I was one of them. I was more concerned about what this would do to Braun's character rather than the tag division as a whole because I said that in the WrestleMania review that the tag division is somewhat dead anyway mm-hmm. in the last two months just Braun 
uh, winning that battle royal to become the single number one contender for, for the tag Pretty belts much, yeah. it is enough to kill it and you know you look at those teams Rhino and Heath Slater the Revival Galanderson Miz Taraj what, what is that? it's just a load of jobbers so it's almost I think this is actually a, a, a moment of genius that in retrospect is perfect in that the brawn 10 year old kid you can call him Nicholas it's so yeah the brawn Nicholas win is almost like putting an immediate relinquishing the next night is like putting a pin in the botch tag division on Raw for the last half a year. And now we can just move ahead with some re- like refreshed, reinvigorated call-ups with Authors of Pain. You've got the Woken Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt team that's come together. And and the Superstar shakeups next week. It's almost like, okay, that's dead. We, we paid it off with comedy and, let's be honest, actually quite a heartwarming moment now i'm actually really really i really really like the visual and it just I, if i was a kid i think i would have loved that and now we can just move ahead and have a good tag team division with new teams yeah so yes well done wwe i think you you actually did quite a cool thing there the only thing i would ask for is if they are going to do well, i mean i know they're not but if they did do the brawn 21 jump street thing mm-hmm. of him going back to school is for him to do it always in his wrestling gear Yes. Yeah. 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 Of course. Yeah. So, uh, was there a call up next? There was. It, there was the No Way Jose right. segment, and then we got Kurt Angle uh, backstage, and uh, the bar just basically walked up to him and said, "Like, so we're going to have our tag team belts back, right?" And this is where Angle announced the uh, tag team eliminator. He said that four teams will have matches, and the winners will face the bar at Greatest Royal Rumble, which is at the end of the month. So four teams will have matches. So those four teams have had matches. Yes, because next they did announce. So next, the AOP aren't in it. No, that's what I'm saying. So next week yeah, is yeah, that yeah. it's uh, Matt Hardy and Woken. No, Woken Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt versus the Revival. They won, mm-hmm. and then Authors of Pain come down, destroy all teams. Then Kurt's like, oh, on that on the phone to someone. Well, now I don't have Jason Jordan. Now I don't have my tag team match set for the Greatest Royal. And you set something up with that. Maybe that can be tied into the Superstar Shakeup, mm-hmm. and you can book something with the winner eventually facing the bar at the end of the month okay yeah that kind of works uh do you want to i mean do you want to put the belts on aop so fast do you keep them squashing teams on the outside bludgeon brothers style maybe uh i don't know but the first match was the revival beating luke gallows and carl anderson carl anderson looked great in this match he always does i mean this this guy is like I can't remember who he fought, but like he had that G1 match mm-hmm. in New Japan a couple of years ago, which was just phenomenal. He's such a good in-ring worker, and he's got charisma in his promos. I, yeah, yeah. Should, should be should be higher up. Absolutely. Uh, but they they lost to the the revival and, in the end. And the crowd were distracted by other things. They oh, were, were they? Yeah, they weren't into this match whatsoever. Oh, I thought they really were. I thought the crowd were popping huge for Carl Anderson. I thought they were popping. I think they were popping huge for Carl Anderson, but before Carl got in, I think they were distracted by other stuff. I, okay. I thought I thought a beach ball had come out at one point, and they were distracted by that. Apparently, the beach ball police were very on it. Lots of people were ripping them apart before they got a chance to get going. I would like to see one of them try to rip it apart, but it bounces out of their hands, and, ah, they, and, no, they, and they accidentally create a more. Oh no! Um, did you hear what happened after the main event? No. Uh, loads of beach balls were released and Rollins, Balor and Jeff Hardy played it up. It was oh. like all a big celebration of beach balls. Uh, but the crowd aren't like usual crowds though, are they? Yeah. It's, it only, it's only going to happen on that show, isn't it? Um, but yeah, uh, the Revival one with the Shat Machine. So they advanced to the finals of the Eliminator? Eliminator. Tag Team Eliminator does sound like something from Gladiators. Yes, well that was that was the last bit, wasn't oh, yeah, it? The, we yeah, had the, the run-up. That was the Travelator, wasn't yes. it? Not the Eliminator. Uh, Make-A-Wish John Cena advert. I, do you know cool. what? I didn't write this in my notes, 
But I saw this promo and I was like, there's a Make-A-Wish advert. Can't wait for John, uh, for Ollie to be uh, irrationally bothered by this or make this some comments fine. about it. This was fine. It so wasn't about a women, made-up women, history month. Women's History Month. Oh my God, I hate this. The desk. A whole month of, of something is a bit much. But this, this was a single advert. I thought this was pretty cool. <laughs> and uh, I mean, John Cena's... That those like getting connected by those shots from the kids I thought was more realistic than some of the Undertaker match so well done Jeff Hardy returned next in a segment that started with Seth Rollins coming down the new IC champion crowd were hot for Rollins they were hard for oh, Seth weren't they just uh, and they even got a burn it down chance going mm-hmm. has, has that happened before? that has happened before right yeah. and uh, in, in the main event Rollins got the stamp the, the stomp going that he did in the main uh, the, the Wrestlemania event the match blah, blah, blah. and they got it to go into burn it down yeah burn, so hopefully that takes that off works, I think yeah. that's really cool uh, and Rollins says he's now a Grand Slam champion now some people have taken issue with this because he has not won the Universal Championship right. neither yeah, is yeah, Roman yeah. neither is Dean but there he's been referred to as a Grand Slam championship because he's won the WWE Championship and all of the other belts available. So where do you stand on this? I mean, it doesn't matter anyway because it's an arbitrary title, but yeah, not the Universal so, Championship, just being a Grand Slam champion. So I would say he is a Grand Slam champion, but he's not a modern Grand Slam champion because he hasn't won the Universal or WWE. Like it could, it could be SmackDown's top title as well. He hasn't done w- that. Yeah, he's won the WWE Championship. Not, oh, he in, was, not since the brand split. He was World Heavyweight Champion, yeah, yeah. which is a different but, belt. But Dean Ambrose has. Yeah. Because that was one of the things I remember. They were saying Roman Reigns has got to win the Intercontinental Championship and only when he wins the Universal one, they can play him up as a modern a modern Grand Slam but even in, in his promo he calls himself he's like I, it took me a little while but I caught up with Roman and Dean and, yeah, now, and mean, now all three members of the Shield are Grand Slam champions but they obviously change the criteria from week to week just depending so, on what they want to yeah. write in a script yeah uh, but cool yeah I mean Rollins is the Grand Slam champion really great uh, and then Finn Balor interrupts to say well you deserve it but I was never pinned but you were the previous week <laughs> uh, he wants to be the number one contender Miz comes out and says um, he, not really as a baby face now that's been dropped I don't think he was I, it always felt like it was fake baby facing rather mm. than being an actual baby face turn but it never that fake baby facing never turned into anything no which is why they dropped it yeah uh, but you could have just changed it here and, and worked it in but it, Miz said you know I lost that made my daughter cry that made my wife cry it made me cry yeah. I'm man enough to admit it and Seth Rollins was like ah oh, man it's good you admitted that uh, but now you know how like we all feel when we watch you wrestle, which was just a scorcher of a lie. Exactly, yeah. Um, and then uh, what happened? Miz wanted a rematch clause, but he said not now. Seth said that he's not good enough to even lace his boots. Mm-hmm. But uh, he did say, as great as you are, you're not good enough to lace my boots. So he didn't say, Miz, you're rubbish. Yeah. He just said, you're comparatively not as good, <laughs> which is how you should do it. And Ryan says that, you know, Miz, he has got his rematch clause. We could do this right here, right now, tonight, in this very ring. But Miz says, do you want to see that? No, I'm mm. going to get my rematch at Backlash, which if I'm, why wouldn't you want it at Greatest Royal Rumble, which is the next pay-per-view? Um, or do you want to just wait to see because Rollins has to defend that title uh, Greatest Royal Rumble that's already been announced so maybe do you want to see who wins that and then face the winner I don't know mm. but Miz uh, challenges all them to a tag team match and this is where Jeff Hardy makes his return to make it to a, into a six man for the main event yeah Jeff uh, Jeff non-brother Nero-y no 
And the last time we saw him, of course, but he was later, in Final Deletion. But later on. Ultimate Deletion. Yeah. Sasha Banks and Mandy Rose had a match next. It's boss time is my most oh, hated Coleism. Oh, it, yes. It's between that and, and the big dog. I can't decide boss which Boss time's one. worse. Yeah, I think boss time is worse. Mm. I do hate the big dog, but boss time just irrationally annoys me. No, not irrational. <laughs> totally sound mind. If, that if is. you say so. Pisses me off. Uh, so... The, Sasha Banks and Mandy Rose are about to lock up, but Bailey then makes a full-on entrance, and she gets in the ring, but then walks out the ring and stands in Sasha's corner and gets all the chance. It was rubbish. <laughs> uh, then Mandy Rose and Banks had a kind of half-assed match, and Banks was clocked by Bailey when she meant to go for Mandy Rose. Yeah. So, and then and then Rose won off the back of that. This is. The, you, you've had the turn. You've had the breakup between them. That's what I was going to say. Why are we still stuck in this eternal limbo? I didn't care anyway. You're making me care less every week. That's, I've, I've literally read my notes here. It feels like all the parts have been in the wrong order. Like, they, they wrote out their storyline, but they wrote it on Jenga blocks, and then they stacked it all up in the right order, and then Braun came in, and they all fell down. And then they're like, oh, I can't remember yeah. what order this goes in now. So they've sort of built this Jenga tower up again, but all the bits are in the wrong place. Because, you're right, we've had the turn. We had um, Banks holding up and say, hold, like, raise my arm, raise my arm, which has never been played up since. And then here, it's like, oh, this should have been, like, almost week two. And the Royal Rump- the, the Battle Royal thing at WrestleMania should have come... At a different point, mm. it, this whole thing is just—it's—it's it's all wonkaloid, and I don't know what's going yeah. on. It was rubbish, and it was rubbish. Then Mandy Ro- Absolution celebrates, but Rose and Deville start to walk out the ring as well. And that's because Paige has a gear shift, uh, meaning she announces her retirement. Pretty yeah, it's much. very sad. It was really sad. And it means we can't make fun of the page here. I know. Maybe, maybe that's why she did it. Because Just she was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm becoming a meme. If mm. I do something really emotional, people will stop it. Which, yeah, uh, it was, and, and I really yeah. want to, I think I'll try and, when I feel it's appropriate, I want to put a page here in. Yeah. Oh, I love that joke. It's a good joke. But yeah, she said that uh, Brian coming back has given her some sort of hope. But she's also spoken to Edge, who's backstage. He retired for with similar issues. And um, he said that he kind of like gave her a lot of hope because there's stuff that you can do outside of that. She almost mm. very much said there is stuff that I can do outside of WWE. There's acting. There's all this sort of stuff I can do. It felt like this was not just her retiring from from active wrestling. This was her actually stepping out of WWE and we won't see her as a character on TV anymore. Though I've seen some people say that she could show up on SmackDown tomorrow as the new general manager, which would, wow. be, a, which would be a really nice yeah. touch. Like, and that, that I, I think, is a much better role for her than being a manager. Because I, I, someone asked me, like, I, I think from this we're going to see the split of Absolution next week. I think one of them will go to SmackDown, most likely Sonya Deville. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that's a good thing. When someone asks, like, why can't Paige just remain as a manager? The problem there is that Paige is such a bigger star than Rose and Deville. She just detracts from them. She's actually a crutch to that team. But as, as a general manager on SmackDown, that's a really, really great role for her. I think that'd be really good. Yeah. Uh, the... Yeah, it really does seem like she's leaving, which is which is a bit bizarre. I mean, she could. T- I I think that's a good role, and um, maybe that t- because she's got a movie out with WWE about WWE. Like, have you, seen, have you ma- seen the clip of it? Page here, <laughs> page here. Here's a clip. See, we we can still do it. It's fine. Uh, so it it's quite baffling that she, 
I, that's telling me she won't leave because WWE surely want her around to promote that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So at least another nine months to a year. And that works out perfectly as an authority figure role for SmackDown. Furthers the women's revolution thing. You get a, a female GM, whatever it is. But yes, this this was a sad segment. It's it's such a shame. It really and the was. Crowd, the crowd treated it perfectly and chanted, "This is your house," which yeah. I thought was really nice. I I, I I teared up a little bit. I got mm. a little bit glassy eyed during this. And there was a really nice moment. She said that she made her main roster debut in uh, New Orleans, winning the um, Divas Championship. So she wanted to have her last night as an as an active wrestler, quote unquote in New Orleans as well. And uh, do you know what? It was the, the most heartbreaking thing of this is as she was walking up the ring, I think it, it, it was might have been Cole, just when like a really short career mm. in WWE, but man, she's accomplished so much. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that was four years. And she was gone for a lot of that. Like, you know, for a, rather a lot of, a big portion of that. A real, real shame. Really a shame. Um, next up, we had the loudest Walk With Elias chant ever. Oh, but my new favourite one, which is, Oh, Walk With Elias. Oh, I didn't hear that. That was the biggest one. Oh, yeah, it was oh no, great. I mean the one where he goes, Who wants to walk with Elias? Oh, yeah. And everyone did that. I uh, love that. Elias is just, he's brilliant. He is so good at, at this this character. This is where, oh, it's when they're doing the, oh, and that's when Corey Graves is like, what a bizarro crowd. Mm. Oh, yeah, Corey, because no one ever chants during Elias' stuff, do they? Uh, and he he called everyone scumbags. <laughs> we are scumbags. And the crowd chanted, <laughs> uh, we deserve that. Yep. And uh, <laughs> the, then Elias was started playing, and everyone started clapping along. And it just so happened, or he improvised, that... The, the the line in the song was you know some, something clapping along I'm gonna punch you all in the face so, so when everyone's it's he does it so well it's like everyone's clapping and he says that way I'm gonna punch you all in the face in the song Boo! he is so so good he is great and it's like he's such a dependable heat magnet that you can just send anyone out there and they're gonna get over that's the magnificence of his act and who should it be this time booby lashley booby lashley action figure lashley Um, he looks incredible walking armageddon man Mm. like i i love that as a nickname as well walking armageddon that that just sounds so badass Mm -hmm. i i mean and you know now the uh, impact wrestling of uh, you know they've change the way that their contracts work he can carry that over mm. i'd like to see them i'd like to carry on with that but it's, you know what? it's really funny i've seen a few people online who said like no nah, i wasn't really bothered about lashley coming back but it's those are the people who just a, a lot like me just only remember his initial run or like you saw his initial run later on where you're like yeah, even he was fine mm. like, like he was brought up from ovw far too early that was always the issue with with uh, booby lashley but like if you've seen his stuff in in TNA and Impact Wrestling, man, like he's completely turned his career around, and it's he it's kind of cool to see him back in WWE, and I'm excited to see what he's going to do next. Yeah, yeah, it's really exciting, yeah. and of course, well, one of the rumors is that he'll the the main event of SummerSlam is going to be Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. It certainly is for the Universal so, Championship. So that this is you know a lot of the stuff from WrestleMania, those exciting angles where like, oh, what's going to happen? Asuka's streaks over. Or she wasn't you, on Raw. She wasn't on Raw at all. Uh, I realised that Roman Reigns thing was kind of paid off on uh, but not really only on Roman Reigns' wimpy part the Brock Lesnar stuff wasn't really addressed at all and this is like you know you could have Paul Heyman and Brock cutting a promo and then Bobby Lashley returns that to me is a a better way to bring him back although I did love this I'm just it's weird how you didn't 
carry over a lot of the storylines from the previous mm-hmm. night. I guess you had the Ronda and Stephanie thing, but that never really furthered anything. It was just kind of like a, a, it was a dead end. It was stop. a full stop. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so 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 that that's one minor criticism. But Bobby Lashley looked great, looked great. when he did that delayed suplex. Oh man! And when he put because I've seen that before, we've seen that loads. But when he put the hand off to one side and the crowd just started escalating and giving this huge pop, really, really good stuff. I'm yeah. really looking forward to see what they do with him and how much he gets over. Absolutely, yeah. Next up, backstage, Kurt was probably on his phone. And who should appear? He actually was on his phone. But Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens in suits. And I they, love that That was touch. a nice touch. And they were there essentially to ask for a job because they lost at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. They don't have employers anymore. And they were like, oh, yeah, so we were looking to see if we can get a job here. And Kurt Angle basically said, like, weren't you fired for attacking your general manager? And they were like, oh, yeah, but it was different over there. Yeah. It, was a, it was a personal vendetta against us. And then we get the craziest line of the night, which is when Kurt Angle says, I hear TNA are hiring. Yes. I... I heard that, and I heard the crowd pop, and then I was went, huh, that wasn't what he said. And I skipped back, and I was like, he must have said something else. But he did say, TNA are hiring. Yeah. What a, what a bizarre line. That's, it's so odd. After, like, forever of not acknowledging TNA's existence or impact, and uh, as late as Friday at the Hall of Fame ceremony, Jeff Jarrett did not mention TNA once. The the largest, most defining part of his career, arguably, and where he spent, you know, 18 years, <laughs> yeah. didn't mention it once in his Hall of Fame induction. And it's not like they're going to induct him as Jeff Jarrett, Intercontinental Champion, and then Jeff Jarrett as TNA founder, like they do with some people. It, it really... And that now here, they, the TNA can be the punchline of a joke. Yeah, and, and I mean, they're not called TNA, which is the other funny side. Well, I it, think that's part of the jab. I, I wonder if that was part of the jab, or WWE don't know that they've changed their name mm, and they mm. just still think they're called TNA. Well, I mean, which, in all fairness, a lot of people do, bless them. Yeah. Um, and it was just like, it, the crowd were really taken aback by it. Like, the it whole, was shocking. It was, the whole crowd was like, oh my God, they just said TNA. Yes. A TNA chant broke out later on in the show. And I thought, I don't think that's happened since December to December 2006. It's, it's like... It's it's akin to someone dropping a C bomb because it's like it's such an unexpected word to hear. Yeah, uh, yeah. Th- I mean, it was I thought fun. I, I thought it was a botched line at first. Well, I thought he was meant to say NXT, mm. but like just the first thing he thought of was TNA because he spe- he'd actually spent more years in TNA than he did in mm. WWE. And but I, maybe it wasn't a botched line. Apparently, Impact have taken it quite well. So so Angle then uh, books a singles match between Owens and Zayn because he's only got one spot on the show. And of course, this is just to play them against each other. Uh, Corey Graves had a wonderful, wonderful line after the bit that you said where, you know, Kurt was like, didn't you just get fired for attacking your general mm. manager and commissioner last night? Corey cuts back to Corey. And he's like... What were you doing last night, Kurt? <laughs> you were beating up the commissioner. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Uh, so then we get then we got the authors of Pain debut, and then they announced that Brock Lesnar has re-signed with WWE, and they are he's going to be having a match with Roman Reigns at Greatest Royal Rumble inside a salad steel cage um, for uh, in Saudi Arabia, mm. and I think that's April twenty seventh. Um, that show, um, it's it has been announced for the WWE Network. And but every time I'm trying to work out the wording of the press release because they have announced that it's on the network, but I think that might just be in the states mm-hmm. because it's on Sky Box Office here in the UK. 
And if it's on Sky Box Office, that I don't know then if it's going to be on the network here in the UK either. They usually are, aren't they? I, I don't know. Sometimes they are, sometimes... Not oh. like in, like a special show like that. Because if it's a deal that they've struck with Sky, mm. there could be something that's like, it has to be on pay-per-view and it can't be on the network. So I don't know. Because all the other stuff they said, like in for the Middle East, it's like it's available on network providers outside of the Middle East. So I, I, I don't know where it's airing at the moment, but I kind of hope it's going to be on the network. A lot of money must be involved in well, that Saudi Arabia deal. Do you know what? It's so much money they haven't mentioned it. When people they apparently they asked on the investors call and they they aren't disclosing the amount of money that it is, but it must be a lot of money. Interesting. So off the back of that, Roman Reigns comes out and is is in sort of he's wearing tracksuit bottoms and the crowd are booing him, but nowhere near as much as the previous year. Of course no, you no. had the Undertaker retirement off the back of that. But it was just kind of like a boo because we have to and they let him speak pretty much immediately well I was going to say I, it almost felt like the crowd went back to their normal selves mm. like at Wrestlemania they were completely like you know apathetic and they were completely ambivalent to everything they, they just didn't care and but here they were back to booing Roman Reigns and booing the things that he said or just you know doing a, a constant boo which if your intention is to not get Roman Reigns pushed it's just not the way to do it but yeah I just thought it, was, it was odd that they went back to their normal selves again the content of this promo however was very, very strange. Roman comes out and he's 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 being whiny. He's not like an endearing baby face. He's 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 moaning about how he had to find out about that Brock Lesnar steel cage match for the Universal Title on the internet. And it's like, mate, you lost your chance at the Universal Title. You've just been given one. Why are you moaning about that? You should be coming out here and saying, I'm going to kick Brock Lesnar's ass, and now he's in a steel cage. I can do it even more so, or something to that effect. And, you know, in, in front of the great people of Saudi Arabia, whatever, get a big pop there. And But he doesn't. He says that Vince McMahon has kind of gone behind his back or, or shortchanged him somehow. And he mentions how when he arrived at WrestleMania, he, he felt like something was up. People weren't looking him directly in the eye. And it's what are you trying to accomplish here? Are you trying to yeah. are you trying to say that the, the the planned result of the fake wrestling match was Roman Reigns beating Brock Lesnar because Lesnar was off to the UFC? That's another thing Reigns said. He said, you know, Dana White said Brock was off to the UFC, but he's he's still here. Or what? Why why would you why would you bring that up? Because it makes wrestling sound fake, and the you that the result of a fake match was changed last minute unbeknownst to roman so he didn't win a fake title and that's very vince russo and that is very i don't like that style of booking at all Do you know what you have hit the nail 100 percent on the head because it does feel very quote-unquote shoot because mm. you're wrestling referencing real things the story is that the the decision to alter the finish of the match was made not at the last minute but as close enough to the last minute and the only people that knew were like Vince McMahon and some producers I believe like actually well, he said like the production truck didn't know and um, a lot of the producers didn't know people in, in uh, Gorilla uh, didn't know in fact the ref didn't know mm. until halfway through the match and that's when he was told count the three when Lesnar um, gets, in a, gets a pin so it felt like so Roman's there doing making these sort of shoot comments about that in this promo. But your to your point, it doesn't work because it just makes everything sound like it's fake. And the problem when Russo used to write these promos in WCW in ninety nine and in two thousand is that not everyone reads the internet. Mm. It's this it's this WWE mentality like, well everyone reads the dirt sheets, everyone reads the internet, everyone knows what's going on. But actually it's a small portion 
of the WWE audience reads, watches these sorts of videos, reads the dirt sheets. That's even a smaller portion, read the dirt sheets. So when he says these comments, the large audience don't know what he's talking about. And then it just comes off as just a big fake phony thing. And that makes it sound ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous or at best confusing. Yeah. And even if you That's take it, use, yeah. it, even if you take it like in the best possible way, you're still making a baby face look pathetic. Yeah. Because he's he's moaning about all this stuff and he just comes across as entitled. And then you let Samoa Joe come out with, with a fantastic return and an on-fire promo. Oh, God, I've missed him. And Joe just calls Roman out for being a failure, for saying for a year that you can beat Brock, but time after time you've lost to Brock. So you are making promises that you're not following up on. That's like Babyface Logic 101, if a babyface says, I'm going to beat you, usually you, you can't not beat that person for long. You have to fulfill that promise to put faith in, in the champion. But Joe, Joe rightfully pointed out, you're full of crap. You keep failing. I'm going to beat you too. And, it's, and he said it's so, so well that you would you just root for Joe and you're like, Reigns, you're not a baby. It's like not even, it's terrible babyface booking. Can I give you my prediction? Yes. Oof, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say this out loud in case I do actually cause something bad to happen. Mm. Reigns loses at Greatest Royal Rumble. He then loses to Joe at Backlash because Joe announced that whoever... Um, he announced that he's like, even if you beat Brock Lesnar at Greatest Royal Rumble, I want to face you at Backlash. So he loses to Brock Lesnar, loses to Joe at, um, uh, at Backlash. And then he goes on this year-long like whiny this that, and the other being entitled crowd are booing him and then all of a sudden he has a character change and he's like no i need to fight for this and i need to fight it and then he starts making this comeback of being like no i'm gonna be a badass wins the royal rumble and then faces brock lesnar at wrestlemania 35 who is still universal champion at that point and that's where he finally wins and we get the coronation of roman reigns i feel like saudi arabia is gonna be more positive towards Reigns. Undoubtedly so. And I think they might do the title change there. Because you give Saudi Saudi Arabia obviously paying a lot of money. They are promoting this more than any other like sort of network special in another country that they've done before. It and Roman Reigns is more over in in those those parts of the world. So if it wasn't going that way at WrestleMania, that crowd just was not into the match. You convince Brock to stay a few months more and you do the title change there. That's a much better way of doing it. That, that was my first thought, mm. that it was going to be, like, you see the title switch in Saudi Arabia instead. Yeah. Um, well, at least, you know, when he was announced that he'd been resigned. And, th- and then you can have the title match Reigns versus Joe at Backlash. Which makes sense. Ugh. But Joe's, Joe's return was great. His promo was fantastic. Joe's the best. Uh, then the Woken Family... Matt oh, Hardy, you're calling them. yeah, try to. Uh, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt defeated Titus Worldwide. In this was an eliminator. Yes, this, this was an, was an this eliminator match. This I thought this match was a complete mess. Oh yeah, yeah. It was just like you know how you called the the Banks Rose match kind of half assed. This felt sort of half assed as well mm. because they just like it wasn't. A, they just did stuff, yeah. and that's fine because that's what the match was designed to be. But it was just. It was just a load of stuff happening. It was just spots to kind of like... It was to what This match was essentially, here's what all our new spots are as yes. a tag team. It was a showcase. A showcase, just to say like here's... But it just felt like 
we've done that bit right let's move over and we'll do this bit now right we've done that bit let's move over and we'll do this bit now as opposed to weaving those spots into an actual match mm. itself see i just i just thought it was a, a bit of a mess but the crowd were super into it and they were into all the new spots they created bray white doing the wonderful yeah, clapping yeah. like they really enjoyed that was that, good, that yes. was good um and it's my thing my real disappointment with this is that bray doesn't really look any different I, I wrote the same thing. Yeah. Why would you not take this opportunity to completely freshen up his look? Yeah, he's just he's, he's wearing exactly an apron. the same with an apron. Yeah, yeah. It was, and it was and the commentary in this match. Hey mm. man, you saw Michael Cole talking about how dumb this whole thing is, and then Corey Graves playing the internet talking about how great this all is, and Coachman saying things, and then them telling him that he's an idiot because that's their gimmick now. Because he's the new Booker T. It was ju- oh, it was so unlistenable. Yeah, uh, but I I enjoyed the spots in this match though. You know the, yeah, the delete they're, and the like, worldwide. Like they're really like oh the delete and worldwide thing was great. Mm-hmm. Like that was really good. But like and the spots that they've got as a tag team, are gonna they they're good and they they should get over. It's just that it, none of them were woven into an actual match. Yeah, I I I didn't actually. I do like that they've merged these things so, together. Yeah, uh, I would appreciate a costume consistency <laughs> with them too. But the the final the final move I think <laughs> so right, Bray has the, the sister Abigail into a twist of yeah, fate. Yeah, so the you've got the sister Abigail and then Bray swings that person back and they walk a bit and they stop and then Matt Hardy gets them into a twist of fate and hits a twist of fate. So that would work if the momentum took them into the twist of fate, almost like a, a twirling RKO. But you stopped you stopped the momentum. And it meaning it's meaningless. Yeah, like, it's and just and, for show. And calling it a sister Abigail into a twist of fate is such that's a real stretch because yeah. you're not actually doing the move. Uh, so after that, we had a cracking little oh, bout. Oh God, wasn't this between just... Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? They just went to 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 the last five minutes of a match right away, and it was great. Yeah, uh, they. I mean, they're so good working together. They played off so many different spots, countering their usual. Uh, high bits in the match. There was a that Zane's jumping through the ring post, into not through kick. the ring post, but to the left of it into the super kick. Uh, the the finish was a sort of Kevin Owens. What would you call that? Twirling suplex off the yeah. second rope that looked really nice, and that was the a double down. They both got counted out, and it was a draw. So neither man will be signed to Raw. My actually, my prediction for this was that Kevin Owens was going to win. And then on SmackDown, we were going to see the debut of a new wrestler. Elgin. That's what I Sorry, thought. I cut you off. Well, no, it's fine, because that's what I was going to... It's glad that you finished. Because El Generico is just like... Because he's just started tweeting again. And mm. like they started putting some stuff up on pro wrestling tees and stuff like that. And I'm like, this is very interesting. That would have been really great. It's like, we all know it's Sami Zayn. But everyone acts like it's it's this new guy. It's El Generico. Do the Mr. America, uh, something America uh, Mr. gimmick. Yeah, Mr. America, I think the it Hulk was. Hogan the Hulk Hogan one, yeah. thing. Like, you, you could have done that and that would have been That'd really be funny. Fun. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with this now because now they have been fired from SmackDown and they're not getting a job on Raw. So where do you mm. kind of go from here? Although, again, it was that thing of just like, you've got such a great team together. Oh, let's just break them up. Mm. Done that far too early. Yeah. 
Uh, but, I guess we'll find out in the superstar shakeup next week. I'm sure they'll find a logically flawless way to bring them back. But this is where the crowd chanted TNA, which, as I said, I think is the first time in 12 years that crowd that chant has broken out at a WWE mm. event, and then they stopped chanting that and started chanting New Japan instead as they they cut to the back. So the main event was hey, uh, well, preceded. You know, oh, I was gonna. I thought I thought you weren't gonna do that backstage segment for a second. Uh, and where, this, the, this might be the best thing on the show. Jeff, Finn, and Seth are walking along. Jeff with his rain rainbow arms <laughs> I and, love Jeff and uh, Bray well Matt Hardy walked past and they had Brother Nero <laughs> did he say did no. he say I knew you'd come no I thought no, he, he just said he said my brother because yes. they saved the Brother Nero line for Bray later on mm. in the in the segment and I thought that's when he was I thought he would then say I knew you'd come yeah uh, and that they sort of had a few words and then Bray walked in it looked tense for a moment I thought they were going to have a stare off but they embraced Yes. And, uh, so uh, the storyline is, and this is what they told in during the match as well, because they, no one's really said what the Lake of Reincarnation has done in a promo setting. Mm. But the comment, like, Cole was essentially said, here's what the storyline is, but Cole thinks it's all dumb. So he's like, oh, something, the Lake, Lake, of Reinc- Lake of whatever it's called has done something with Sister Abigail. And Corey's like, oh, what it's done is it's made Sister Abigail obsolete. And then Jeff said that. So that's the storyline is now that he, he has been rid of Sister Abigail, mm. I think. Yeah, I do, as much as I don't like the WWE commentary, I do actually enjoy Corey correcting Cole on the legitimacy of the the Woken Universe. If it stuff. leads to a match, if it leads to a deletion match oh. with Michael Cole, that would be that would be awesome. Yeah, but after after this, Jeff turns round and Seth or Finn goes, "What was that all about?" <laughs> and Jeff just shrugs and they walk off. Yep, which is a nice fun fan-serving moment. Yeah. Wish they stuff. did more of that. Yeah. And then the main event was was pretty decent, went quite long. It was just a house show match. Yeah, it was a house show six-man yeah. tag. You had Miz and Mr. Raj versus Balor, Rollins and Jeff. You can tell how much this was just a house show match because they cut to the commentators at the end to send us off. Mm. Commentators were like, oh, actually, I know you just had that match. It is all the big stuff that actually happened on the show. Uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. And uh, they, I, I thought Seth looked really good. Oh, God, he's great. Yeah. Uh, so hard for him and that's when he got the burn it down chant with the leg stomping yep. before the curb stomp. Coach didn't know how the um, shake up works uh, yes. during this match he talked about no the superstar shake up and they had to keep calling him an idiot for not knowing how it mm. works I'm like give him a chance he's only been here three months so overall a really fun Raw full of surprises and returns and big announcements like Paige's retirement uh, and the, the Owens and Zayn cameo on Raw superstar shake up next week very newsworthy but underneath all that, it's actually actually lacking uh, a bit of substance. There was no real storyline progression. A lot of the big stuff from WrestleMania, Asuka's streak ending, Brock Lesnar. John Cena. John Cena, yeah, no Undertaker stuff. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, but he's a free agent. Well, I mean, yeah, that's going to pay off on 205 Live, surely. <laughs> uh, the, that wasn't really there, and I, I would have liked that. So that's why I gave it a four out of five a core. What about you? I think that's I think that's very fair. I would have done the same thing because you're right. Like it is newsworthy in that we got NXT call ups. It's newsworthy that Samoa Joe's back and Jeff Hardy's back and we got Brock Lesnar re-signed and all this that, and the other. You got all this sort of stuff happening. Mm. But the actual show itself, like nothing is moving. Like it feels like nothing is moving forward. We're yeah. not progressing anywhere. It just, it was a televised house show and a very fun one. Yeah, with with lots of news. Yeah, and, and and that's fine. You know, so but it, same for you. Four out of four five. five. My thing with every time with the Raw after Mania is that Raw after Mania is always fun, but it's how you follow up the week after. Yes. And next week it's the draft, and the draft is always fun as well. What's a draft? Sorry, the superstar shaker. A draft's a thing that comes through on my door at home. 
You mean so, the superstar <laughs> shake-up. Yeah. Um, so, and that'll be fun because you'll have surprises there. Mm. Like, we they had this exact same conversation la- this time last year. It's That'll be fun because you've got SmackDown guys, jump, guys and girls jumping across and this and the other. So next week will be fun as well. It's how you follow up the week after that. Like, that's yes. that's where you really got to judge how effective these shows are. And superstar shake-up. What are the rules? <laughs> what? Well, I think we Luke yeah. Star that still doesn't get this reference. What are the rules? No. Anyway, and so we're going to have to. Um, yeah, I think we're going to see some tag teams breaking up because they were really putting over the idea that tag teams are going to mm. break up this time round. Absolution, I think for sure, is not going to be a unit as of next week. New Day, maybe it's oh, time. You think it's time for the New Day maybe. to break up, man? Wow. Well, wow. uh, that's yeah. Xavier to two hundred five live, and then Kofi and he's much better than that. Sad, and they've got a lot of merch. Well, this has been quite a long show. We're going to be back tomorrow for the SmackDown Live, uh, post, well, the post-WrestleMania SmackDown Live. And as we discussed after filming the main chunk of this WrestleRound that you've just listened to, next week we're going to be doing more bonus episodes because it's the Superstar Shake-Up. So we're going to do a special episode on the Raw after Superstar Shake-Up and the SmackDown after Superstar Shake-Up. So there's two more bonus episodes coming next week, which I'm sure you're all thrilled to hear. And then we'll go back to our regular schedule. Would we draft anyone? Would we draft me to your to your seat? We could change well, headsets. We could. Change, I mean, you've got the better headset. Do you think? Oh, you will. I don't have to oh, do any edit. This, this bit moves, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, that, and I don't have to do any editing on your mm. headset. Whereas I, I have to do more the camera settings. Well, could be. But, um, I mean, I don't think I want to sit in your seat. I, f- I feel weird because we use this setup when we record um, the magazine uh, audio bits. And I record, like, the Wrestle Ramble trailers that you hear within the show, like the Patreon trailer and the one promoting WrestleMediaCon. Like, I do that in it and I sit in your seat. I just feel weird. Mm. I feel really weird and uncomfortable. We spend a lot of time in these seats. Yeah. So, yeah, it would be, it'd be st- for, for over a year now, we can say. Absolutely. Maybe oh, we could draft actually, yeah. Zombie Beach Ball to smack down <laughs> what other characters? Wonder Ollie, Super Luke. What about your little little puppet man? Where is the little puppet? I don't know. I don't, is he in here? I think he's in the other room. Well, let's get some iTunes reviews out the way. Uh, T Dunk1994 is a new one, isn't it? One of the best wrestling podcasts out there. Not true. Not only oh, are Luke of us, okay. and Ollie great hosts, they're extremely knowledgeable about the past and present of the business. These podcasts also have everything. Predictions, fantasy booking, and episode reviews. If you're a, quote, hardcore, unquote, wrestling fan, this is the show to listen to. Cheers, T-Dunk94. Thank you. And A underscore person, one, two, three, four, five, writes... God, I wonder who that is. <laughs> well, that is vague. His, his name could be Aaron Person. You don't know. I love this podcast. From your guys' passion of wrestling to your nonsense rambles. It's amazing how much I laugh and smile when you guys just do your rambling and how much it sounds like you guys enjoy doing this. We don't. It's all an act. <laughs> Thanks for everything, guys. Thank you, Cheers. A Person. A One, two, person. three, four, five. Um, if you are a uh, pledge hammer, you can head over to Patreon now because the poll for the Wrestle Ramble Extra is currently live and there are some awesome choices this month what have we got well we've got wrestlemania 6 which was uh, the ultimate warrior versus hulk hogan in your house 7 suggested by always the bridesmaid never the bride Damn. it's not winning then it's not winning I, I actually i think it's coming currently last in the in the poll at the moment <sighs> damn that's the opposite <laughs> of winning <laughs> he's not even a bridesmaid mm. at that point he's just he's barely a guest um 
we have got Backlash 1999, which is The Rock versus Steve Austin with Shane as the special guest referee. Right, yes. Uh, we've got Backlash 2000, which is uh, Triple H versus The Rock with the McMahons in Triple H's corner and Steve Austin in his corner. First pay-per-view I ever stayed up to watch live because it was on Channel 4. We have Str- uh, WCW Spring Stampede 2000, thought to be, supposed <laughs> to be, the most overbooked pay-per-view of all time. Uh, we've got WrestleMania X7, thought to be the best WrestleMania ever. We have... I mean, that's winning, isn't it? It's currently in the lead, yeah, by quite some margin. In fact, some of the people in the comments are just like, that really should have been excluded from the... Because it was always going to win. Uh, we got Backlash 2003, which is Goldberg's uh, WWE pay-per-view debut, where he faced off against The Rock. Uh, Extreme Rules 2010, which has that last man standing match between Batista and John Cena. Extreme Rules 2012, which was Brock Lesnar's return to WWE. That's some that's some great choices mm. in there. Some really, really good stuff. And I'm very excited, but I think WrestleMania X7 is likely going to win. Yeah. Is, is there a leader at the moment? You said it's yeah, already it's, Yeah, it, I think it's WrestleMania X7. By how long? How far? I, well, this is it. Are we going to get the same? Uh, oh, you got it right there. Should we check in? Should we check in? I'm going to Google stuff, Luke. Google stuff while, while we're on air. Oh, I love it when we do you this. You love it. Because last month, WrestleMania 25 won more or less in a landslide. It got over half of the votes. And you don't go there. You click up here. I don't know what this Patreon malarkey is. That's, well, this is my domain. I really should add that to my uh, title as well, I suppose. Head of Patreon. Head of Patreon and podcasts. Yeah, click post, and it will be in there. But yeah, so like WrestleMania 24. I don't, and I wonder if we're going to get that with WrestleMania X7. Um, oh, Dan's not last at the moment. Oh, <laughs> X7 is way in front. Of course, everyone still votes. Have your say. Uh, 84 people have voted so far. And yeah, way in front with 37 uh, votes so far. WrestleMania X7. And then what's next? We've got a joint... No, Extreme Rules 2012 with nine. And then in joint third... We've got Spring Stampede and Backlash with eight. Wow. And uh, then there's way off there's something by Dan. <laughs> Poor Dan. Is it last? It's not last. It's not, as I said, he's not last WrestleMania anymore. WrestleMania 6 is last and Backlash 2003. Yeah. So if you are a pledge hammer, head over now and let your voice be heard. And thank you very much for listening. We will see you tomorrow for the SmackDown After Mania review. Take care. I love you. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.